0: Welcome to Your Photography Mentor podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman.
1: Hey folks, David Molnar here, your photography mentor welcome to episode i have no idea 80 90 something on on the your photography mentor podcast um rich always tells me the the number and he's not not here to tell me um but i'm super excited today i have a one of one of my favorite wildlife photographers in the world gonna join us today for a special interview and his photos are just absolutely stunning um andreas hem is from sweden and he's an incredible wildlife photographer and uh he does photo tours and he is a sony um image ambassador in europe and his images are just absolutely striking but um i would love for you guys to uh give a warm welcome uh to andreas andreas hey how's it going today
0: hi thanks for having me happy to be here
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for um for fighting the time zone differences and changes. <laughs> you are in you're in Sweden currently, is that true?
0: That is true. I'm currently in Sweden. I was actually just got back from Florida where I was uh doing some photo shooting here the last couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm bummed that I missed you. I'm a little bit I'm probably about 10 hours or so drive away from where you were in Florida cuz Florida is okay. a pretty big <laughs> Pretty big yeah. state, but I'm <laughs> bummed is. to have missed you. Um, hey, your your I mean, I'm just going to jump right to it. Your photos are, are stunning, and I and and I'm not trying to blow smoke. I, I I'm genuinely genuinely a big fan of your photos, and one day I hope to join you on a wildlife tour and just attend as a guest. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, Andreas has amazing guided tours. Um, and you, you've you've done several tours, and you have some coming up. Can you tell us about where you have these tours coming up?
0: Yeah, sure. So usually I have my tours uh, in Florida. It's one of the places I go to regularly, where I stayed um, many times. But then I also do a lot of wildlife photography around Africa. So that coming yeah. ones are in a great place in South Africa called Simanga, which is a reserve purely focused for providing us with the best photo opportunities uh, you can get. And then I also do tours in um, classical Masai Mara in Kenya, which is a great destination for uh, safaris as well.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. I have, um, I've been on a few safaris, but I do not have photos this, <laughs> this awesome. <laughs> like those are, those, are, those are absolutely stunning. Um, and this was in Florida and you're going to, you're going to come back for um, a workshop and guided tour in Florida next year. Is that right?
0: I am. I'm, I'm currently trying to set the dates in stone here, but I will come back next year. Uh, I'm a regular visitor to Florida, one of my favorite destinations for bird photography. So I, I, I love that. try to come back every year when possible.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, we have a, t- we have a ton of folks on and they're just excited um, you know for to have you on one of the things we're gonna we're gonna dive into andreas's story and about you know potential guided tours and workshops in the future and try to get you guys information on those things but wanted to um wanted to say something really quick we're going to be giving away a free um did you call it a poster print is that is that the right way to describe it andreas
0: yeah i call it the final poster so it's okay. basic it, it's a it's a print and very high quality but it's uh it's not a limited edition one so i do uh okay Set of them.
1: Yeah. So I have, I have some of your, um, some of your photos pulled up here, but we're going to be giving away, I'm going to just show some of them real quick, just for fun, just to give you guys context of how amazing Andreas's work is. Um, but we're going to be giving away a free print, this uh, p- poster print. Sorry if I said it wrong. But to one of you guys who share this live video that we're um, that we're on right now, so just share that to your personal profile. And one of you guys who share that is going to win this print. And we'll announce the winner at the end of this podcast. Um, so thank you guys for doing that. So I just got to browse through these images really quick, and then maybe <laughs> we can talk about some stories. But um, just just real quick to give you guys context of his, you know, of of Andreas's just amazing work. Because I'm just looking at these, just thinking like just absolutely you know, stunning. And it seems like birds, I mean, this is not a bird, <laughs> but it seems like <laughs> birds are definitely one of your specialties and love I um, yeah. love this fox and, and stuff. Um, one of my favorite images, I mean, gosh, all of these are so good. Look at that, so good. Let me see if I can get to it. It might be one of the last images on here. Um, I love these images. I wanna talk about that in a little teeny bit, but I'm yep. gonna try to get to it. This image right here. I think I need yeah. to buy a print of that from you and put it on my wall because this this one is just like, I don't know, just just absolutely mesmerizing. Um, so hey, I wanna I wanna um, so just just to reiterate really quick, one of you guys who shares um, this live video right now will win a print of one of these images of your choice. Um, so share away. So Andreas, we're gonna talk a little bit about. Um, where you're from and how you learned photography and that that you're a Sony ambassador in Europe. That's incredible. Um, So how did you get started in photography?
0: I guess, I think I got started at the time when I was going to university. Okay. And then uh, I started here in Stockholm, but I did did a year like exchange exchange student program in Scotland. Oh, cool. Uh, And uh, when I went there... To, I mean, to, to meet new people and get into the university. There, they had a photography club. Yeah. So I jo- I joined that one, and that was that was a photography club, you know, purely traditional. So I got myself uh, one of these totally analog camera cameras. Didn't even have a light meter in it, and then had a separate light meter, an analog one, and then you learn all the everything from scratch, and then also worked in the uh, developing myself in the dark room. Yeah. Uh, so that was where it started.
1: Did you and... develop Did you develop color photos or just black and white? Just black and white. Just black and Same. white. Same. Same. I did. I started black and white, but I never developed yeah. color photos in, in the dark room. Yeah.
0: So then yeah. from there, the interest grew. And then, uh, then I actually, in the beginning, I didn't do wildlife. I did uh, more portraits and actually did the wedding photography for a time back home here in Sweden.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: But then uh, as I was doing that at the same time, my private photography, so to say, st- stared into more uh, nature and wildlife. And then I yeah. thought that's really the type of photographer that I like and enjoy the most. So then I went over purely on uh, wildlife photography from there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so how long did you shoot um, weddings and portraits? It's interesting. It's interesting to hear the origin story about some of these things. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I shot weddings for, uh, I don't know, three years or something like that. Okay. And not full time. I, I did it on the side uh, of another business. Uh, okay. And I, it was fun, but it's also, but mm-hmm. I do felt after a while that. What I really enjoyed was this more wildlife and nature type of photographer being out and totally merge yourself in, into that uh, rather than the more portrait kind of putting people in positions and posing style of photography.
1: Well, I'm glad you found wildlife photography because it it, it definitely is your niche uh, <laughs> from what I've observed and you you do a wonderful job at it. So. Um, thanks for sharing your work, you know, with the world. Um, so yeah, we're getting a ton of comments here. I know you can see some <laughs> of them coming up on the screen, but people are saying they shared a ton and they were loving, loving your work. Everyone's saying beautiful. Um, and all that stuff. Sheila's saying his stuff is awesome. Shannon Jameson Price is saying amazing work. Um, Whitney Jameson is saying I did, uh, Maz- I don't know how to pronounce it, but Mazimara Mara tour on zoom. That place is beautiful. Um, and Chris is saying, thanks for your generosity, Andreas, beautiful work. Um, and a lot of people are saying, pick me, pick me. This would be a dream come true to win, (laughs) you know, to win one of these prints. Uh, we're not giving away a free workshop seat, just to, just to to clarify, (laughs) we're giving away a free print. It's different. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of people are saying they'd love to buy some. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, we can, um, we can do a lot of stuff. I really enjoy photographing wildlife and all this stuff. So fantastic. Okay. So you, you went, you went to college in Stockholm, you said? Yes. In Stockholm. And, it, and is that where you live now in Stockholm?
0: That is, wh- that is where I live and that's where I'm from as
1: well. Yeah. Okay, great. So you've, yeah, you've lived there the whole time. Um, and, um, and then you joined a photography club to meet people. It became your passion. You started shooting some portraits and some weddings to, you know, to, to develop some experience and to, you know, to make some additional, initial side income, not a full-time business, but part-time. Yeah. And then you found your Um, and then you found your, um, uh, my dream is to be as good as you says, Shauna. Um, yeah, this is, this is, uh, Andreas's, uh, Instagram. Thanks for sharing that Dave Olson. Um, so you guys can, you guys can follow Andreas on Instagram as well. Um, I know I've been following him for a while and it's been a big inspiration to me. So then, so then you, you started finding out that you loved wildlife photography and and how did you end up starting to you know getting into wildlife photography you just you, you said you kind of liked it but like how did how did that happen were you traveling already and started taking photos how, how did this progression happen
0: yeah i think it was a combination i i've always enjoyed traveling so i tried to do that uh, quite a lot before as well okay. and then then uh, photography became a portion of that so you started to choose places where the you could also know that it was something really fun and interesting to shoot from a wildlife and nature perspective and then then I felt yeah, this is really fun, I really like this, so then I decided I wanted to really try to focus on this a bit more, so then I went down I mean, in my other job I went down in uh, what do you say I went down in work time to uh, so I really could start, And then I started my own wildlife and nature ph- photography business and started to really focus on getting these shots that i wanted and then i started to do some competitions it went really well yeah so and then so back i don't know 2016 i think it was then i won the swedish national awards and was second place in sony wildlife no sony what is it called so the world photography organization have uh so, wow. Sony World Photography Awards, which is the biggest competition in the world, basically. So like 300,000 wow. entries.
1: And um, you won and You a... won second place in that worldwide competition. I won second place
0: in the wildlife category of it. So I mean, yeah. they have different categories. So for therefore, the different focus areas. And I won wow. the Swedish parts of it. So the Swedish National Awards. And there mm. I got my contacts with Sony. I got l- quite a lot of good exposure. So, uh, and I built on that basically and started to then put together wildlife tours the way I always like to go and shoot. And they got yeah. popular people like that because I focus on really small groups where it's all about getting your the best possible photos out of it. Mm. Not just seeing a lot of things, but really make sure that you spend time to really get that photo that you want. Uh, for yeah. each uh, meeting that you have
1: and I'm sure the students appreciate the the small intimate you know experience of a workshop and guided tour where i mean you do it with uh i think typically maybe six people or maybe yeah, a something more. like that is uh yeah. i
0: mean I would say between the smallest ones could be three people and then the biggest one has been eight people basically okay but but I wow. really like to have it because I think if you're a small group you really have time to uh, for everyone and mm-hmm. most people that goes on my tours, I mean, they are they're pretty good photographers, some of them. I mean, some yeah. of them do amazing work before coming. So it's a very different level of what style of coaching or what kind of input they want from me. And mm-hmm. then you really have time. If it's a small room, you could do it in an individual way to everyone. And you have time to stay back if they want that or uh, guide them a bit more if they want that. And also you have much more possibilities to choose based on the interest. What is it I want to shoot? What, what is it I want to get out of it? If you're a big group, you really have to go with a fixed schedule almost. Now we do this. Now we do that. Right. But if you're a smaller group, you have much more room for flexibility.
1: Yeah. I'm. A, my team knows this, that I'm kind of a last minute, sort of flexible. I want to like, well, if the weather's nice, let's go do this. If it's not, <laughs> not you know, like, yeah. and so yeah, I'm sure different. in that. I'm sure in that small group setting that can be you know really really beneficial. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, hey, Whitney Jameson asked this question: How did you become a brand ambassador? It, it sounded like you you know got second place in this wildlife category of this worldwide competition, exactly. and then got recognition from Sony. Is that how did that happen?
0: Yeah, that that's really how I got into contact with Sony. So, winning that, the Sony invited me to the award show in in London. Okay. Uh, and then so I went there together with them and then you got a lot of time with the uh, I mean with this with the right people at Sony and, right. just, and I discussed and even before that i I liked the Sony brand I before that I shot with both Canon and Sony as a mix okay, uh, okay. so I was familiar with the stuff and then I said hey, I'm gonna try your new At at that point in time, the A9 came out. Mm. And then I said, I'll take that with me to to Africa. And uh, if you can fix a... And then I could try that with a new 400 lens out. And then maybe you can do something together. And they said, yeah, do that. And then we set up something. And then I did Mm -hmm. some lectures in Sweden. And they Mm. liked the way I presented and the interest I got from people. And then we took it from there. And Mm. and then eventually I became a a brand... (laughs) Ambassador on
1: the European level, on Sony. <clears throat> oh, that's so great! I love that. I love that. Um, how how often are you traveling? You know, to these to these really beautiful destinations like Africa, or, you know, yeah. or wherever wherever it is that you're going.
0: that has been a bit. The latest year, it's been a bit affected. Then, of course, yeah, the situation you know, with all the in the COVID world. Time. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, it's like uh, try to go on four or five of these. Mm tours outside of Sweden and the focus has been uh is really these days it's Africa and Florida and then Mm. I do some shorter ones in Europe uh, like the Netherlands for foxes and stuff like that as well
1: Mm. um have have you um um I was just trying to think of like, you know, so what's the draw to to Florida specifically? Is there just like, just an amazing bird population? I mean, I, I know I, I see eagles flying around where I live. So I, I don't yeah. know like what you
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at, I, I do shoot, when I shoot at home in Sweden, I mm-hmm. do a lot about photography as well. Mm-hmm. Back here, it's about, okay, the longest lens, uh, you use a hide or a, a, I shoot in the water. So I use a floating hide. But it's all about staying hidden. Don't move. Mm. So you try mm-hmm. to get them approach you. In Florida, it's just, I really like that feeling that you get. Uh, I, I enjoy shooting on the beaches. Uh, you yeah. go out, you are there together with them. You could just sit down in the water mm-hmm. I mean, in my bathing suit and, and have the lens. And then they walk to you and you have them within your, uh, almost within the close range of your lens. It's just an amazing experience, I think. And I love that started going to Florida. Oh, let's see. What's what's my, my son was um, newly born and then I had a paternity leave.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: And then, uh, so I I took a portion of that paternity leave, actually renting a house on Sanibel Island in Florida. Okay. There for uh, like one and a half months. So then, uh, and that's where I, well, that's where I fell in love with Florida, you could say. To yeah. Back there to shoot. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> now, now you are a family man. You have uh, two kids, I believe. Yeah,
0: two kids. So a daughter that's 12 and a son that is 10.
1: Okay, great. So that was 10 years ago, I guess, whenever you... Yeah. Or so 10, 10, 10 or so years ago, ago when you when you yeah, fell in love with Florida. Exactly. That's great. I yeah. uh, love it. And so how often... And, and uh, you were telling me that they were here with you in Florida last week. Your, your family yes, they was were. somewhat yeah. of a family vacation and stuff. Um, do they travel, have they traveled with you to, you know, to Africa and these other locations or is this, is it more of a Florida destination for you guys?
0: They No, they have been the whole, they have been to Florida several times, uh, doing like a combination. We take some vacation time and then I stay to do workshops and things like that. Uh, one of these days I will take them, but I, they haven't been to my, uh, African safaris yet. And I think. The way my safaris are set up with a pure photography focus, the yeah. kids have been a bit too small to enjoy that. They would probably enjoy a traditional safari a bit more when you go, oh, now I've, now I've seen this lion. Let's go look at something else. Uh, but one of these days, I will take them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have been telling my so I have four kids, uh, two boys, they're nine and seven. And then my daughters are five and three, but I've been telling my boys, I'll take them to Africa one of these days because <laughs> I've, I've taken three different trips to I think five or six different countries out there. And I'd love to love to take them on a safari yeah. and have them, uh, you know, nice. s- you know, see, see, you know, do all that stuff. Hey, your, your time, you're telling me that you spent like a, an exchange year or some time in Scotland
0: was yep, this were you, right. were
1: you already into photography at this point did, did that did that's your time really in happened. Scotland influence photography for you
0: it did influence I think you could say that's my starting point for mm-hmm. photography because so when I joined the photography club there it was really mm-hmm. based on based on that uh, a friend that I knew from uh, here in, in Stockholm who was all, also studying there I mean he said mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to join that photography club and then I said yeah I'll I'll join as well. That sounds fun, and mm-hmm. and that's really where this interest started. I would say.
1: Mm. Okay, fantastic. A lot of Ooh.
0: nice nature out there as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet, I've ne- so I've never been to to Scotland. I'd love to I'd love to visit. You know, one of these days. Um. So I'd love it. Hey, what what image was there any any of these image like what image won that second place in the wildlife contest that you were talking yeah. about? So I was think it- I
0: sent it over. It's a it's a night shot of a group of uh buffaloes african buffaloes they are by water so they're sort of posing uh, uh, some of them are drinking some of them are looking up and then you have stars in the background
1: yeah i've got it here i'm gonna show that real <clears> quick <throat> this yeah, shot that yeah that shot oh sorry one second. my uh wow that's incredible so i'm assuming you've used a flash on this
0: I actually used didn't use a flash i, c- I can talk you through how this, yeah. this, this was done. Ooh, so yeah, actually, I love that. This is actually from Simanga. So one of the places that I regularly go back to to have work, uh, workshops. Um, and one of the really nice things with Simanga is that they have these heights uh, that you can use. So, so apart from just doing your regular um, game drives, they also have these heights. Uh, and uh, two of the heights are have fixed light. So they are. So they have built up a hide that you sit inside, and they, you even have beds to rest. And you stay there the whole night. And then you have fixed light, so that you can control. So I have fixed light from the right and the left side of the hide, uh, mm. shining on the on the water here. And to get this type of image, I've used a technique that's called um, in-camera multiple exposure. So I have the okay. so I have the camera on a tripod. Yeah, and this is taking with like 24 millimeter, so they're really close. I mean, from the from the edge of my hide, it's a glass that a glass. Uh, what do you say? A, a glass window that I shoot through. So from okay. the edge of that to the edge of the water where they're standing, it's four meters. Wow, uh, which is not far. So this is a 24 right. millimeter shot, and then I have a position on a tripod, and then first I have the lights on. Uh, mm-hmm. And they drink and then I take uh, the first portion of the shot. Mm-hmm. It's like 130 of a second or something.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I, and then I shut down the lights
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I continue the, the exposure and that's what's called the in-camera multiple exposures you can, And then you build up, so you I take an additional 30 seconds mm. uh, shot. And then everything comes into the same raw file in the camera.
1: Right. Yeah. So
0: at that, and then it's all as it's all dark. I mean, no lights on you pretty much get uh, everything. The only thing you get in then is the stars and the light from behind. And you could see, yes, it's 30 seconds and the, I mean, the buffalos has moved away. Some of them, you could yeah, you can that, see stars where
1: speak. the hides should be. Yeah, I, exactly. Like where so, yeah. so where
0: there, so, so where the lamp didn't reach because they, I mean, they are sh- shading each other. So where, so where there was shadow from another buffalo, you could see that uh, the one on the left. Exactly there, that's a good place. There, so that was all black from the first part of the exposure, mm-hmm. and then on the right. during the thirty second part. The buffalo moved away, and then, the, then, you, then you actually captured some of the star information—the the light that, from the stars there. That so is that's where so you get cool. these. What do you say? It looks almost surreal. This kind of combination.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you said the first. Sorry, I'm just I'm geeking out on this because I love <laughs> the technical side of photography. You said the first, um, the first part, portion of this image was the lights were on for a thirtieth of a second. Is that The what you lights said?
0: were. The lights were on. I mean, they were Correct. fixed light.
1: But right, but the, they, they weren't the a closure. strobe; they were fixed. They were they, constant.
0: They, it's fixed led lights. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then I used so the the shutter speed for that first portion was like a thirtieth of a second.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And then and then you turn off the lights, and I'm sure the timing had to be good so that you didn't um. So so that you didn't like have motion blur, blur because these these um these bison are crisp, you know, they there's are. no so motion blur at all.
0: Yeah. yeah. And as I had a camera on a tripod uh, mm-hmm. as I, and I didn't move that, I could, I mean, some of them moved away. So I, I sort of let them drink and then turn off the lights and then continue the shot. So it could be like gotcha. a, a minute between the first portion gotcha. and the second portion. I gotcha. I gotcha.
1: Because you, it's actually two different camera clicks because it's a, it's a double exposure at this point. Is it that is that double. Yeah. I mean,
0: in the old, talking about purely analog mm-hmm. it's like it's like taking cl- two clicks without, uh, without advancing the film, the film. yeah without advancing the film so you actually capture two different clicks on the same uh on the same uh, image frame
1: yeah, that that makes sense. I I, w- I was thinking they were it was one single exposure for a second, and I was like, wow, the timing on that is incredible because yeah. you had to time the light. But I, I, I'm tracking, so it's actually two exposures. But they were it was it was like you didn't advance the film. You took two pictures. You took a you know one photo with light, and the second yeah. the second picture. Um, that you know like the film didn't advance even though it's digital you took a long exposure of 30 exactly. seconds to get the stars in there that makes sense well you 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 did it masterfully and you deserve first place If yes you know, <laughs> certainly <laughs> second place but possibly yeah. first place I'd like to see the first place image if this was second place but uh yeah. but that's, a, that's incredible.
0: at the time I did this this you hadn't really seen that before so it was quite mm-hmm. new and then and then of course as this I'm explaining the technique and things and now Mm-hmm. You see much more of these type of images, but uh, mm-hmm. at, at the point in time it was um, something unique
1: now was this, this a, a very s- this is a similar
0: situation exactly it's the same kind of technique used mm. although it's a uh, leopard here. At this point in time
1: so you were in you called it a hide is that what you called it like it's a, so you're in some hide, sort yeah. you're disguised as a photographer yes. you're in some sort of like hut or something i'm not familiar with this sorry i'm i'm not a professional wildlife photographer so this not is like a thing that's absolutely. hiding it's hiding you yeah. they don't know you're there exactly
0: uh, so mm-hmm. and this particular hide it's like the rolls royce of a hide i mean mm-hmm. it's a they have built into the ground they have built sort of like a almost a cottage or a hut, as you say. Mm-hmm. So you go into that and I spend you go in at the, like three in the afternoon and you go out at nine in the morning mm. uh, and you have beds and you have a microwave, you have Wi-Fi, um, whatever you need <laughs> to spend. Wow. That time. Yeah. And then from inside there, the animals can't see you. So. So they they don't see you and the, and the lights. You keep you usually keep them on, I mean. The buffalos wouldn't care, but the leopard would be scared if you're flicking the lights up and down, or if you're using flash. He wouldn't Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, So you keep the light on, and you do shooting, and if you want to take this kind of image, especially for the leopard, you have the light on when it comes, you take this image, and a leopard drinks like for 30 seconds, and then it goes away. Then you shut the lights down when it's on the way, when it's... uh, Going away from there, and then you take the second part, so it's the exact same technique uh, yeah, that's in the other image
1: <clears throat> yeah yeah, um they're saying people are saying uh, in America we call them blinds like I know we had duck okay, blinds yeah. gro- we had duck blinds growing up for like killing ducks, <laughs> you know, like I actually never hunted, but eh, but eh, I mean, I know that was a thing, so I, I guess this is a similar situation, and I, I'm naive, I just don't know about this because I haven't learned, but I'm like, oh, that makes sense like that's a really that's a really cool technique. Um, all right, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump to, to some photos that, um, that made, led me to find you. Um, and I talk about this in, in my book coming up and you've graciously, you know, l- allowed me that permission to, um, to use, you know, this series of images in the book, but can you, you know, cause the, can you tell me about this moment? Cause this is the moment, like, this is the images that made me find you, uh, yeah. or find out about you.
0: So this is from, uh, this is from Masai Mara in Kenya so mm-hmm. I, i'm actually this is on one of my workshops i did in 2018 i think
1: okay uh so this so was actually so other students were with you when y'all captured this when you captured absolutely this. they so okay.
0: i had uh, wow three, three people with me uh, on this one they have similar images yeah uh, i don't know if they took this direct angle because that's a question of timing then of course but they mm-hmm. have the these when it walking towards you with the mouth and the or with this with a young one in the mouth. So this is early morning. It's the first light of the morning. and sun has come up and we came out on the savannah and our excellent guy that we use down there mm-hmm. spotted this, uh, these lions. And there was um, this lioness that uh, moved it, its cubs. They mm-hmm. us- usually do that. They have them in one place a few days and then they move them to a new place to mm-hmm. keep them safe. Uh, and then, then uh, they gently picks up uh, the cup and walks with them uh, across the savannah. And then uh, we positioned our car so in the direction it was going. So we were a bit quite far away from it. And then it usually walks, not in a straight line. It walks a bit, and then it turns a bit. So we got it from different angles. And when it was walking really close to our car, so just passing us, it it turned. So we saw this side of it. So we saw... uh, So, we couldn't actually see the head. And I really yeah. like this shot because uh, then I took this one because it really looks like she's have the whole head inside the mouth.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But it's actually it... from the same walking system, uh, walking sequence as the other shot you have here, which is taking a bit earlier. If you move over to if you show that one. Yeah. Here. Here you can see how gently it's actually holding its cub and walking. And now it has sort of. An angle where I see everything. And then when getting closer, it just changed directions. So I got it a bit from the other angle, and then I could take yeah. the other one. And I really liked the, the difference you get here. I mean, the perception is when pe- people only see the other image, they get a bit appalled to say, oh, is it eating its baby? Like, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: it's well, and that's a different. And... And that's the, that's my favorite thing about the, you know, the, the juxtaposition of these two images. And that's why, that's why, you know, ask permission to use these images as an example of storytelling in the book is because um, this first image, when you first see it, you're like, wow, that's graphic. It looks like the mom is eating the cub, you know, and we have, you know, we have the opportunity and, you know, you see news outlets do this all the time. It It does. I don't care what side of politics that you, prefer but it's like everyone's trying to tell their angle of the story you know yeah exactly exactly. yeah it's like it's and if you shoot it from this angle just right it makes it look like a different story than it really is you know and i think
0: these two shots or the the sequence of shots is probably some of my images that have been shown the most i mean millions and millions of times they have been picked up in so many places to show this perspective thing but also from a this wow factor or shock experience that you get looking like it's eating it. Even my my daughter yeah. when we was like <laughs> I think it was called musically by then. I think it's called TikTok. I mean you have these famous oh yeah young ones. And then she kind yeah. of Eddie, isn't this your image that that they have in the background? Like, yeah, that's my image <laughs> kind of stars, young stars that I've never heard about. Oh gosh. <laughs> man.
1: Well, well okay so we're gonna we're gonna show some images we'll do a quick um a quick like round of like okay so tell me about this image real quick
0: this is from uh last week this is i just took this uh, when i was in florida actually so this is in um close to venice Uh, it's a rookery there uh and uh where you can get really close to them i mean they they the rookery the bird rookery is on a small small island just in a dam so you can mm-hmm. you stand on then the it's water around that island which protects the birds and you, mm. uh, so it's a uh, it's an egret it's a great egret the white one uh, mm-hmm. that comes in and then you have uh, i think it's in it's called a cormorant in english and so it came down to um, try to land on the same place that was already occupied
1: ah uh, gotcha. and the thing
0: i do here is i mean I was there shooting and it was quite a, it's a popular place. Uh, there was mm-hmm. quite a few photographers there. And mm-hmm. when the sun, this is the last light, it's actually after the sun started shining on them, but you had some after lights on the, on the background. Mm-hmm. So all the other photographers started walking to one side to try mm-hmm. to get the light uh, from the front, the small mm-hmm. light that was there. and I. <laughs> And I and the people with me started walking to the other side to actually use that (laughs) as a backlight to really get this dramatic background that you see here. And then you get the light through the wings, which really, I think, lifts the image uh, much more.
1: I'm a huge fan of backlight. Um, Yeah. And and I'm not an expert at wildlife photography, but, you know, I would imagine that I would try to backlight a lot of my subjects just because I love that with. um, Absolutely. with uh, portraits and stuff as well. And this looks yeah. like it's, you know, end of the day. I love this, you know, this, this blur. Is, this
0: is uh, exactly. So this is from the same place. Uh, okay. Also shot last week. For uh, mm. to take some fresh examples. And it's the same yeah. thing. So it's later of the day, it's the light is really low now, but you have some of that uh, remaining after light through the trees in the background. And then mm. I try to position so you could shoot straightly, straight towards that to really get some. Dramatic effect uh, uh, in the background. And then it's just a question of timing the egret that fl- flies in to try to get that at the right position compared to your uh, background that you used in.
1: I was going to ask what your shutter speed was, but it looks like I can look at, at the gear right here in the into- It's a thousandth of a second shot at F4. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. Um, That's okay. absolutely
0: sound right. So this one is probably taken with uh, my favorite lens, it's a 400 2.8. And here, I had a 1.4 converter on, so it's a I 560 yeah. millimeter, yeah. and then maximum opening, so it's f4 is what I get then.
1: Yeah, um, I was cheating and looking at your settings real quick. Um, is this is this alligator or crocodile photo in uh, Florida as well, or?
0: It's an alligator uh, from Florida. It's from a uh, earlier trip to Florida.
1: Okay, I had different I had, trip. So it's
0: down in um, in big cypress swamp that park. And, okay, uh, awesome. I mean, it's a really easy image. What I liked with that alligator thing is that I just, it's a reflection. So I'm standing looking down at the water. Yeah. So, and I thought, ah, but it was really smooth reflection. So I just flipped the image around. So sort of like holding the camera upside down to get uh the first thing you see is the trees and the reflection. And then all of a sudden you get the, ga- the gator, but it's in the wrong place. So it's a bit of a surprise coming usually a bit later. That's not the first thing you see in the image. So it's mm. a simple trick to do something.
1: <laughs> love that, love that. So this, this, uh, we're, we're, what's what's the deal with this fox photo? Like what's the story behind that?
0: Yeah, so this is, uh, this is from the Netherlands where I also from one of my workshops. And okay. this, as you say, I really like backlight as well. I try to use that a lot in my images. Because you're a good photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, end of the day. They live there in the long grass and sand dunes. So Mm -hmm. when it was walking through that, I tried to shoot a bit through the grass. So Mm -hmm. I get some nice reflections in the
1: grass. And then you really
0: can work with that soft, soft backlight that you have to uh, create a sense of emotion in the images.
1: Yeah, I love that. And now this is the image that's in the background, like your background behind Yeah, I right took now. this one. <laughs> this is this is stunning. Tell me about this one. Yeah,
0: so this is from back home. This is like um, 20 minutes from where I live, uh, mm-hmm. south of Stockholm. So mm-hmm. one type of photography I do here a lot is that I use uh, so a floating hide, I would call it, so a floating blinded. Uh, okay. So actually, I have a, it's, it's spring. It's just when the ice has broken and the birds coming back. Then i have a what's it called it's not a wetsuit it's a dry Do you call it dry suit like a diver have so okay. i have that and a lot of clothes on so then i'm actually going down into the water so i'm in the water and i have mm-hmm. a floating device that i have my camera on and then that one has a blind over it so they can't see me so i mm. lie in the water and then just waiting here it's uh, first light of the morning so usually. These cold spring mornings, it's uh, below zero in the night, and then when the light, when the sun comes, and heats up the um, water, you get this Mm -hmm. fog over. So here's the backlight, and everything. You get the light through. this, the first light coming through that fog on the Mm -hmm. lake, and -hmm. then I just timed this as this. uh, It's a crested grebe. It's called Mm -hmm. uh, the bird uh, when it was just sort of shaking off. Uh, adjusting its wings, and then you got this nice backlight silhouette shot in this golden light.
1: Oh, I love it! I love it. Um, and and I, I was just like thinking about these, these like you know, very, very shallow depth. I mean, assuming they're very shallow depth of field, but there's yeah. they're similar with this this spider yeah. and this bird. Those are like, what are actually
0: quite. What... I can talk a bit about these two shots because they're a bit yeah. different. So, I am a Sony ambassador, I do use Sony. A lot but mm-hmm. i have my own an, another favorite lens that these two are shot with and this is actually okay. an old uh russian lens from the 70s that i have modified okay so it's a really old 58 millimeters f2 lens hmm. and then uh open i opened that up and i um switched what do you say so the front lens is inverted uh, so i uh, in that way you get a really Small portion of the in the middle that is uh, that the, the you can get sharp, and then you mm. accentuate the optical flaws in the lens. So, based on how you hold it and angle it towards the background and the light situation, you get all these crazy kind of bouquet uh, structures. Okay, so all so this is the same in, in the spider thing here. So, I'm okay. This, uh, this spider is uh, quite close to me, I have it in the middle of the lens and then I've recomposed it uh, afterwards and Mm. then you have some light coming through branches but with that Mm. soft light and that using those optical flaws in the in the lens then you can Mm. create this almost fantasy landscape and the and the surroundings of it yeah just a way to be creative and then play around And I usually both these shots are taking taken in my backyard so that's like oh really <laughs> 50 meters outside my door <laughs>
1: that's so great i love that another gorgeous black backlight shot now okay so here's a couple safari images i'm gonna skip to um <laughs> this is uh you know poor little zebra did the zebra zebra no he
0: did not make it <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is at the point of impact so this is from masamara in kenya mm-hmm. so there's some the cheetahs they're really good at hunting so this is Mm -hmm. at the exact point when he's attacking them and taking it down
1: gotcha so it's just it's just the moment beforehand this is the same thing this is the
0: moment of impact as well just when it slaps it
1: and get yeah get get it down yeah pretty incredible though i don't think i saw any cheetahs while i was in i was in africa any of those times But now, are you in blinds on this as well? Or are you driving in no, a car? Or? So
0: this is in a car. So this is an open car, a game driving. One thing mm-hmm. I use on my tours to really get these special shots is that mm-hmm. I have a, the car is modified. So you take away the, mm-hmm. the doors and you take mm-hmm. away the first seat. So you could actually lie on the floor of the car. Mm-hmm. So you get a much lower angle. Because usually okay. when you shoot from a safari in a car, if you're high yeah. up, Mm-hmm. I mean, then you get you get a total different perspective. So you, you can't get this shot when you, it looks like you're on the same level or almost below and get these blurry backgrounds. Same with is, this is,
1: one. Same with this one? Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm
0: lying on the floor of the car so you can really be below the head of the, top, of the subject you have. And then you can really work with getting this really shallow battlefield and then using mm-hmm. the softness and the light in the back
1: love it to be able
0: to do that you really then you need to have the special course that allows yeah. you to do
1: that yeah that that's that's fantastic I didn't, I didn't know about that and i've seen this one this is in florida i'm assuming on the beach
0: absolutely it's a bunchy beach and just close to sunny
1: yeah backlight as well love that and this is a yeah. foggy morning this isn't is this this isn't with your 50 right I'm no i mean
0: No, this is actually. I think it's four hundred. I would guess. Yeah, four hundred. So this is here. I'm actually using another technique that I like, which is shooting through something. So Mm. this deer was. um, was, I think it's a fallow deer. Is the right name in English? Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's a foggy morning, first light, and then I positioned myself. I could shoot it through a forest. So just have a small opening, and then you could really frame it and. Po- uh, address the viewer to focus on the on the deer and then get a nice uh framing
1: of the of the animal i love it well hey r- real quick because i know we're i know we're about the 45 minute mark i want to yep. there's a bunch of a bunch of our students I, i'm going to go through these images really quick but i don't think we have time for a story on each one even though i want to hear no, the stories that's cool. I, I love this uh this cub and of course this is it was this the same day or just a different day um, where uh, this cub right it's here? different.
0: So, this this is another cub or cubs, and this is from last year actually. And the other one was okay. a bit earlier, like
1: 2018. Okay, gotcha. Um, so love that. That's <laughs> so fun. Um, like I said, this is one of my favorites. So this is that golden hour backlit, shallow depth yeah. of field from that low angle. So uh, same we'll talk, thing, okay. yeah, I'm in mean, the yeah. water,
0: so using the reflections, uh, with the backlight, yeah. <clears throat> yeah i love that love that
1: um is this your 50 millimeter trick lens that you're talking about yes
0: that's a trick lens yep yeah. okay <clears throat> it's one of those mm-hmm. shots
1: yeah these are so fun sorry i don't mean to blaze through these but i want to i want to address some of the students questions if that's okay yeah, absolutely um <laughs> absolutely. sheila Nay is saying can we have a two hour live today <laughs> sorry <laughs> we didn't we did not a lot for that for that time for that much time um but uh now, okay wait i'm trying to I'm trying to understand what's going on here. Is this is this turned sideways? It is. So is okay.
0: It, it's a bit of a trick on this one.
1: <laughs> i like uh, so it, can, it's an alligator. If you can see and, my face, I'm like turning uh, like yeah. this. Turn
0: so I actually it's it's taken sideways. So, so it's a portion of the head and with a reflection. And uh. what I actually did then just to enhance that is that I flipped it up mm-hmm. and then I so if you hold your head. Your arm over half of the half of the image, you sort mm-hmm. of see it more, and then it's just a mm-hmm. reflection of the same image on on the other side, and then it mm-hmm. looked to just to create a fantasy image, which is sort of look like a, some kind of alien almost or some kind of uh, insect, but it's actually yeah. An
1: alligator real real quick, I'm doing that for just a yeah, second, exactly. just for, just just to see just to see. Yeah, there, there
0: you I have see. the alligator reflecting in with 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 the kind of reflection,
1: a portion gotcha. of the head. But it's so cool because it looks like an ant or something, something yeah, wild, like right something there. Something totally
0: yeah. different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. Um, and then you got a, is that a geese or a goose uh, flying? It, it,
0: it's a swan. It's a swan. swan. So this this actually also won um, uh, the year after the other one. This this got rewarded in the in the World Photography Awards. Also, second place in the wildlife, actually. So this is a long shutter speed of one swan. And then following, panning it, yeah. then you get three, three imprints of the same.
1: Mm. Love that. Love that. And here you are right here. <laughs> so, that is me. <laughs> uh, that is, that is you. Well, ah, oh, man, I I love, I love the images. So, all right. So we're going to talk a little bit just for a couple minutes and then we're going to do yeah. the giveaway, the print. Thank you so much for taking all this time with us, Andreas. This is, no this is so awesome. It's so cool to hear the stories behind, behind the shot, you know? Um, what is, uh, if we have a bunch of aspiring wildlife photographers, we have some amazing wildlife photographers, wildlife photography students. Um, what are some tips that you would give us? And I think we've learned a lot of tips just from like hearing you talk about the story with the blinds and, you know, having the, the special cars where you can get low because the angles are, are, more, are better. Um, what are some some um, tips on like you know settings or lenses or just wildlife photography in general that you would that you would give your students if you were on a, a photography tour if that's okay to ask you know yeah not, absolutely
0: I, mean, I think <laughs> some of the key things is to don't rush it I mean take your time uh, mm. and really observe because to me it's to get that really good images good image you need to capture the perfect. Perfect moment. I mean, it's all about timing that exact thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And it's also about not just your main subject. It's the background is 80% of your image, as you see in these shots. So it's really about thinking through how will my subject move? Where will it go? So I can position myself beforehand and be ready. And then understanding the subject. So, you know, I know when spending time with the birds that if it starts to move, Its body in a certain way, then I know Mm. it will attack or it will fly off or whatever it is. And It's the same thing. I know exactly when the cheetah will take off because you can see it in the body language. Uh, And then it's also all about finding that angle. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like these really shallow and working with a a shallow depth of field, yeah, or something that really frames it. Mm. And then it's about the angle. Find the angle which really separates your subject from the, from the background. Hmm. And if you don't have the, I have the fortune to have like these really <laughs> expensive super tele lenses with a 2.8, 400. Yeah. If you don't have that, if you have the more, more affordable uh, 6.7 or 5.6 lens, 400 millimeters, mm-hmm. if you use, if you work the angle and, and have distance between your background and your subject, you can still get these super smooth backgrounds, mm. uh, so that's something to really work with. I would say, mm.
1: um, yeah, that, that sounds that sounds great. Now, with with um, in regards to settings, um, I I think that that so I heard you tell the students to basically take your time and be patient and don't rush it, and that way you yeah. kind of learn about the wildlife and you can kind of read them and when and like the anticipation of when they're going to attack for say, or, or move or do something. Cause I, I imagine a lot of times you're like the shot's not good right now. I need them to move into position yeah. or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, what, what type of settings would you recommend um, students kind of, I know that light changes all the time yeah. and I'm always like, well, what but settings should, are required yeah. for the moment, but yeah. But is there anything that's a must?
0: I don't shoot manual. You don't need to shoot in the manual setting. I think that's just a, uh... Not true. Uh, But what I want to control... I'm going to fight you
1: on that one. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) But I want to control my outcome. So I always manually set the aperture. That controls how the image will look. I mean, how much depth of field do I want to have? Yeah. Usually on the short end, I mean, high up, big opening. But that I always control manually. And then I want to control the time range. For example, if I shoot uh, fast action... I might yeah. need a thousand of a second, but I don't care if it's a two thousand of a second. I will get the exact same image. Totally. So yeah. then I set my do my settings at least on Sony. I can set it to use this range. I mean ah. I have to have at least a thousand of a second, but I don't care if you go up or down. That and then I sense. use yeah. an auto-iso range just to say I'm happy with. Of course, I'm happy from 100, but I'm, a, I'm happy to take a shot up to whatever it is based on your camera. So if it's 3,200, if it's, 3, it's 6,400, it depends on your what you like. And then I... So are you use, shooting,
1: real quick, are you shooting in um, in like aperture priority mode then?
0: Aperture pr- priority mode with a shutter time range, which is a Sony thing. But I don't so know you're, setting, you're setting you're setting the
1: parameters way. of like it's aperture priority but don't go don't go below a thousandth of a second exactly, or something exactly. like exactly that. okay that makes it, sense
0: exactly and then you, i you, yeah you're, you're manually
1: controls. customizing it at that point yeah. you're just you're saying like it doesn't matter it, if it's a thousandth of it, exactly. a second or two thousandth or four thousand exactly, as long as the exactly. exposure is yeah okay that makes sense i've never messed I'm around using, with that yeah
0: uh, and then i use uh exposure compensation i mean with the digital you see directly what you will get so and then i mm-hmm. just Put that so I'm using my thumb here because I put it on one of my wheels so I can just uh-huh. go up and down in compensation based on, mm. on the light. So there, yeah. I sh- force it up and down, and then I just, mm-hmm. just do it automatically while shooting. You can see how the light changed. I go up, I right. go down, but right. I don't, but I'm not in manual per se, I'm just controlling the aperture mode the way I want yeah. it.
1: You're taking manual control, you're just at. using aperture priority to use yeah. it and the camera is good at settings.
0: reading the exposure. So, and then I you're not shooting in automatic mode, is I guess what we're trying no, no, to no, say. No, no, I don't yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a big thing. I'm it's not like shooting a big automatic
0: model. mode, but some people <laughs> have interpret take control of the situation like you have to have it in manual and set everything manual. And I don't think that's true. I mean you could okay. choose what you what the camera is good at and what you're better at. I'm better at controlling. I want to control the battlefield. And the mm-hmm. th- feeling in the image, which is overcompensating, undercompensating. Yeah. But the camera is better than me watching. Oh, is 150 of a second the right time for my aperture to get a normal exposure here? Or is it mm-hmm. 160? The camera is better at that than me. Then I just control it. I want to have a l- more lighter or uh, darker image by over... Oh, undercompensating, but I use the cameras, and, automatic tools. That's and it. that makes
1: so much sense to me. I mean, I'm, so I'm one <laughs> of the guys that I'm like shoot manual mode, but I'm specifically talking about portraits on situations it's where different you thing, control I think. Yeah. and you're you're and, and so i totally respect the aperture priority thing and obviously your photos are incredible so i can't argue there um and i'm not an expert wildlife photographer so i should have no input but I, as it makes sense to me what you're saying because you're you're not leaving it to chance with automatic mode you're shooting an aperture priority which is choosing the most important thing for you which is the shallow yeah. depth of field and a lot of your images and then the rest of the things you know you're you're setting the preset differently. So it makes yes. sense. And if the light's changing or you're changing your angle, exactly op- because I think- the shutter speed might jump up and down. So, and you're just in to a capture portrait, the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. in portrait yeah. you have, I'm shooting this way and maybe you have your, your different flashes and strobes or whatever you use sure. set up. So you control everything. I know mm-hmm. the light here, but all of a sudden the animal switch. So I changed yes. 30 degrees. I have a totally different light, and design. the light has changed. It's really and, hard, and you may, to have yeah, time to change it. everything yourself.
1: You <laughs> yeah, just exactly.
0: Want to follow and say, "I control the depth of field." You are mm. better to see how much the light changed when I changed 30 degrees. I let that mm-hmm. the camera take care of that, basically.
1: And and, <clears throat> and using your exposure compensation slider to go negative one or plus one and get the correct brightness that you want. So yeah. you're taking manual control. You're just doing it in a smarter way for your context of shooting. I love yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm. thanks for giving me the clarity on that. Like I love hearing that that take on that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And I I see I some
0: comments coming up there with the manual and the and I think it's easy to do it the way I do it and understand what you will get because I yeah. started purely manual. I mean, as I said, the first thing I did in Photographer was doing everything hand from scratch, everything manual. Then I know yeah, they I know how everything works. And then you could say, Okay, I still control these. I know how this works, but I will let the camera help me on those, and then I do that.
1: So smart! It's a, it's the smarter. I always tell my kids like work smarter, not harder, and that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You're working smarter, um, so I love that. Um, so Brad Stoops is asking the question. So you find that a thousandth of a second is fast enough for almost all action shots, birds in flight, yeah. running animals, etc.
0: It really depends on the on the animal you shoot. I mean, mm-hmm. for for the sheep cheetahs and things they are fast but 1000 1, is pretty good but mm-hmm. some of the smaller fast birds like a falcon or something you might mm-hmm. need one, one 3000 of a second I mean they're super yeah. fast so and it really depends on what you shoot if you have your camera still and they super fast go by then you need to be one fourth of a thousand but if you mm-hmm. follow it it's a different thing because then you pan in the motion and then you can go down much uh, much slower times so it really depends on the situation and what the subject is i would say
1: yeah i love that okay so we're gonna do um we're gonna do the giveaway in a second um hopefully my team has has a a giveaway winner so for those of you guys who are tuning in a little later we um we are gonna give away a free print or you know we're the photo mentorship is gonna buy a print from andreas and he's gonna you know send one of you guys a print right now we're going to announce the winner and the only criteria was that you guys shared this you know facebook live training that we're um that we're doing here so peyton has just told me the winner so um so that's that's fantastic we we got it and then so andreas if i understand correctly they could pick one of your beautiful pictures um and then we'll you know the the okay awesome so we'll we'll make sure and get all that info um and figure it out and and all those things, um, and the the winner is so Andreas. I'm going to let you announce the winner. I'm going to post it in our private chat. Is that okay? Uh, that way Absolutely. you get that way you get to announce the winner. Um, all right, one second. Let me. Um, I've got it coming in here. So the winner of a free print from Andreas, the incredible Andreas Hem, is
0: all right. It's Lisa Heder or
1: heater heater, header i'm not sure um but lisa heater you are the winner of a free print from the incredible um sony brand ambassador photographer in europe andreas hem and world competition second place or first place winner whatever whatever it was uh as well um so congrats on that well andreas thank you so much the the comments if if you i mean i know you're seeing some of the comments coming in but if you if you uh if you get a chance to go back and check out some of these comments because there's so much so much you know, love for you and your images. And so hopefully you got a bunch of new Instagram followers and stuff. If you guys want to, I'm going to post a um, link in the comments here. Make sure that I have, let me see, do I have that? Nope. Um, I want to make sure, let me show you guys really quick this. You guys, so Andreas does photo tours. So let's talk about that real quick. Let me, let me, um, let me share my screen. He has some different photo tours coming up. And so if you go to momentsofmagic.se, let me, I'll copy this um, here on this page. Um, check out this site. I'm doing this, this is live folks. So um, <laughs> here we go, check out this site, momentsofmagic.se. Um, and if you, you can find out info about the tours. And if you go to the very bottom of the page right here, this is, um, this is not in English at this moment, but I think there's an English way to view the page, but you can yeah. sign up for the newsletter here um is epost is that is that email right here um,
0: uh, yeah so so if name. you put your name and your email there you get on mm-hmm. the news uh the newsletter distribution list and then you will get the information about when a new tour is coming up or something like that yeah, otherwise it's just that... perfectly fine to contact me on the instagram in a message or on facebook as well that's i yeah, will try awesome. to answer as fast as possible
1: any so places. if you guys are interested in taking a tour with the amazing Andreas Hem, then um, you guys should definitely check out this website, sign up to get on the info list. And, you know, the, the cool thing about that I'm hearing about these workshops is that they're intimate, usually three to six people, a max of eight, but usually a small intimate setting where you get this you know, wildlife photography master, like teaching you in person, which is like, I, I want to do it. And I'm not even a wildlife photographer. I'm just, I want to take beautiful photos like this. So maybe I can, maybe I can work that out sometime to, to hop on.
0: A I just saw a comment and you can choose if you want the newsletter in English or Swedish. So if you, okay. uh, if you select English, you will get an English version of it.
1: <clears throat> yeah. love that. Love that. Well, Andreas, our, my, it's safe to say our students loved you. So I don't know. I don't know if there's maybe we'll have to have other conversations about getting you to, you know, be a guest on some of our shows or make an online course or something for us. And I'm putting you on the spot here, but it seems seems like they would love to to learn more from you. So uh, but regardless, you guys could go take one of his uh, photo tours in person. And I know that's what I would love to do. So um, thank you so much for 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 you know, spending this time with us and just pouring your your heart out and your wisdom, sharing these stories about, you know, all these incredible photos. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining. We've got, um, uh, we, there's all sorts of love coming for you in this, in the, uh, in the comments here. So thank you guys so much. You guys have a fantastic day and um, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you. So thank you, sir. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events.
0: Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help
1: more people reach their photography goals.